What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only, still only, uh, show where myself, Dan Selke of WintersComing.net and Daniel Roman of WintersComing.net talk about um, things in pop culture, like movies, TV shows, fantasy, sci-fi, dragons, space lasers, robots, dinosaurs, um, grumpy super scientists who drag their hapless grandchildren on adventures uh, through the space time. Nice. Um, Daniel, how are you doing on this frigid January Wednesday afternoon at two o'clock? Our new time slot for Take the Black. Yes, uh, I'm doing good. I'm I'm still getting used to you know podcasting in the af- earlier in the afternoon, uh, and it's not that cold here, thankfully. So. I'm just good. I can't complain. I'm excited to talk pop culture tea. How are you, Dan? Of all the crazy things to talk about in the podcast, I think we found the wildest. And I'm pretty good. It is pretty cold here. Um, I was going to try and bike in today to the office, but it was snowing and just it's it's Ooh. a horrible experience. You were biked in the snow. It's it, it, no. it's, it, it's like rain, <laughs> but it sticks like to you madness. even harder. Yeah, I've tried yeah, a couple of times. It doesn't sound fun. Some guys will, or some people will do it. Like they'll have like the, like the kind of uniform and the goggles and everything. And it's just, it's a yeah. lifestyle commitment I'm not willing to make. And hello, everybody. That's fair. Um, I don't blame hello, you. Martha, Julie, Joanne, Jay Starship. Good to see you. And as usual, we have hello, a hello. delightfully fragrant potpourri of news to share with you. We're going to talk about things we're watching on television. <laughs> we're going to talk about some of the big uh, uh, movements that are happening in the pop culture sphere in the past seven days. And there's some big ones. For example, yeah. Daniel yes, Roman, did you know that according to very reliable scoop site, Redonian Intelligence pre-production has begun on the second season of House of the Dragon, the hot, new, sexy Game of Thrones prequel from HBO. Uh... Yeah. Yeah, I did hear that. That's really exciting. Uh, So we know that, you know, House of the Dragon is potentially filming in like March. That's when it's supposed to start. That's the current Um, word, yeah. Yeah. But Leavesden Studios near London is like their base camp. Uh, Like Olivia Mm -hmm. Cook joked during the first season that like she never left it because I guess they filmed King's Landing mostly here. Um, So that's really exciting. And if Redanian Intelligence is saying it, uh, they must have some sources in the UK because they always they always have secret sources they can't reveal. But they are. Yeah, they're they're good about being on top of stuff. So if they're saying it, it's probably true. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. Uh, I I think that's great news. Uh, what does this mean for us? Should, when when will we see it, Dan? I have um two points. First, if you are a um person working on the House of the Dragon set and feel like giving us information uh, anonymously and being quoted <laughs> as a source, feel free to come forward at me yeah. at us at Wicknet on we, Twitter. 
Um, or we will protect your identity. We'll try. Um, and someone asked, <laughs> when will the second season come out? Karen Weiner, uh, sorry, Karen, um, why, why, Karen, Karen asked, um, when the second season of House of the Dragon will be out. We don't know that. We know that pre production has begun. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, pre production, I'm not, I never done a film. Well, the cameras aren't rolling it's the prep yet. Work. That's not happening. Correct. Yeah, but I mean, like, They've been prepping, they've been writing scripts for a while. Like, that's before production. Pre-production, I imagine, means, I don't know, building sets and scouting locations and getting things ready. Like, they've already written, I guess, writing isn't included in pre-production, but it's been done before. Whatever. They have not turned on a camera. The camera hasn't turned on. And in fact, because um, earlier reports had pre-production happening earlier in the year, even late last year. So it's possible the filming date of March will be pushed forward too. All of this means, Karen, that we're not going to see House of the Dragon Season 2 for a, 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 a long while. Not till 2024 at yeah. the earliest, although no later than that. Not this year. There's no chance. Although yeah. we'll probably get some kind of cool teaser by the end of the year. Yeah. I, uh, Ewan Mitchell, who plays Aemond, said that yeah, they're does. supposed to film Season 2 for, I think, around eight or nine months this year it it basically works out to be most of 2023 they're supposed to film um from like march until october or november ish uh so yeah sometime in 2024 yeah it's exciting i i can't wait until they're all back on set and we can start getting those kind of updates because uh that that'll be pretty exciting maybe Um, because i'm I'm just a gloomy cynical gus honestly there's a part of me that's nervous too because okay uh, that's that first season was so cool you nervous the highs were so sublime and then they made some like missteps that were bothering me like the episode nine thing the Kristen cole thing and i just hope Mm -hmm. that the better angels of their natures went out and that season two is straight gold through to the core and they don't make these kind of um whoopsie daisies that they made a couple of times in season one but i mean I, yeah. I guess I'm nervous that they could just say, "Well, we want to win a Golden Globe for best drama. Let's go hard on the on the parts that we thought were so cool. We spent money on them, um, even though they didn't work, and we'll go that." So I just, um, I hope <sighs> they listen to what people liked the most, and that it wasn't the bit where a dragon came out of the floor. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people did like the dragon coming out of the floor. To be fair, I'm not saying it was I my favorite for part eighty thousand people. Okay, that's fair. That's that is true. An uh, indisputable fact. Um, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. I feel like we all said that type of stuff before season one, too. Ah, oh, it's coming, true. but we're also kind of nervous. Um, and yeah, there's always a question of is the next one going to be as good as the previous one or is it going to be a stinker? Um, I do think they're looking at different challenges probably for season two because we know they're not mm-hmm. doing time jumps anymore. The storytelling yes. is less it's going to be less sophisticated in some ways because of that. Cause that's such a unique and, and specifically challenging thing to do. And things like Kristen Cole were exacerbated by that, right? Like if it sure. had been sequential, they couldn't have just written Kristen Cole into a weird sitch and then skipped forward 10 years. So they didn't need to bother explaining how we got out of it. Um, no, they could have so just ignored think- it. Just, um, just go forward in time and act like nobody cared about it. I mean, never mind. Yeah. Just- you're right. Yeah, we um, don't need. Well, the way I <laughs> I have new be kinds of nerves see. now. It'll be interesting to see in 2024. Yeah. Um. Any other House of Dragon thoughts? There isn't a whole lot to talk about. Really, it was just that production has begun in Leaves Studios outside London in the UK. Again, anybody who knows it, uh, feel free to shoot me a DM. <laughs> yeah. No. No other big House of the Dragon updates this week. That's the big one. The the dragon is starting to spread its leathery wings. And get ready to fly once more into season two. Vermithor is kind of with. uncurling in his cave. He's opening his great jaws. He's hearkening to Damon's song and he's ready to fly out of there and set some stuff on fire. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? 
Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. There's been other big stuff happening in the world of TV just yesterday. This is the big news, and I know this isn't a show that we normally cover, but it's a pretty big sci fi show that's been on for a long time and has a legions of fans. Rick and Morty, the yeah. animated sci fi show on Adult Swim, but on since like 2013, I think. The creator of it, Justin Roiland, who created it with Dan Harmon, who made Community. Mm-hmm. He's leaving. Justin Roiland is leaving, and yeah. he voices both Rick and Morty. Like, Rick and Morty is losing yeah. the voice of Rick and Morty. And this is because Justin Roiland has been embroiled in, um, he's been charged with felonies uh, connected to a domestic abuse yeah. incident with a girl he was dating in 2020, and um, which is very, very serious. Like, this isn't a... Yeah. Like, a, he's not, like, being canceled. This isn't, like, a problematic tweet. Like, he has been... has felony charges against him um from 2020 let's see the exact ones are uh one count felony count domestic battery with corporal injury and one felony count false imprisonment by menace violence fraud and or deceit this is very very serious stuff so it makes sense that adults would cut off ties to him but it's still big i mean this is i don't know yeah the 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 guy who voices the two title characters is leaving and the and adult swim ordered like I think four more seasons of this show and now they're going to do it without him. What do you think of that? Yeah, I I think, I mean, it doesn't sit great with me to be on. I'm not a huge Rick and Morty fan in the first place. Like just, just right. to get that out there. So I'm speaking at this purely from just, you know, like looking at the situation more than a long time love of the series or whatever. Um, obviously the felony, the, the charges are serious. Like it makes total mm-hmm. sense that, they have to take that seriously. I do think it's interesting because the case is open right now. He hasn't been sure he's being charged yeah. with stuff. He's in trial though, right now. Um, so we don't a hundred percent know how things are going to be, are going to work out. We don't know if sure. he's going to be acquitted, if he's going to, if they're going to, the charges will go through and it will, the evidence will really show. Yeah, he did these things. Um, but uh, all that aside, it's a weird choice to me that, um, you know, Adult Swim severed ties with him, which is what it sounds like. They severed ties with him mm-hmm. right yeah. after the news broke that, that this case was a thing. So, I mean, to it's me, been a few weeks. that feels like a. a okay. It's been a few weeks. It feels like a, 
obviously it is a PR move. There's there's no other reason to sever ties publicly like sure. this um, while a case is ongoing, mm-hmm. unless they're trying to save face. Um, but the the thing that is sits weirdly with me is the idea of continuing Rick and Morty without the creator of Rick and Morty, who voiced both of the main characters. So they're kind of saying, you're problematic. We don't want to work with you anymore, but we'll take your work and keep making money off of it. And that's a little weird. Um, what do you what do you I mean, think of this situation? I don't know if it's weird. I mean, um, TV is not like a novel, right? Sure, this guy created the show sure. along with Dan Harmon, who is the co-creator. But it, it's not like mm-hmm. it's a short story hero and he did the entire like TV. The, there's so many folk involved in the creation. And I mean, the reality of business sure. is that once you make it like with a network, how how how, how do I don't know if one person can own a TV show. I mean, Rick and Morty was at its yeah, height a few seasons ago with uh, the pickle Rick and so forth. Um, <laughs> I, I also feel like now that that it's happening now, like three seasons after that, it's not going to cause quite because, like, frankly, just not I as agree. many people are watching it as, as used to watch it. Yeah, even though I'm, I'm sure it's I mean, sure it still has fans. Um. I don't I don't really mind that they're going to do it without him. Um a, a concept, I think the better I think I would cancel it cuz it just seems kind of silly. Like I don't Same. know. Yeah. Rick and Morty. I would rather they outright canceled it. Yeah. I, I'd be perfectly fine with that too. I mean no one's watching. I mean not no one. But it, it, it's still got fans, but like it's not it's not <laughs> it's far, it's yeah. far from its peak. Although as they're we no longer before, causing riots at McDonald's is what you're saying. Uh, the Rick and Morty fans. Chapter. Yes. Although <laughs> as we were saying before, did you ever watch the God? That was, oh, that was secondhand embarrassment out the ass. Um, we were saying yeah. they're going to get just tons of audition videos. People just doing the best Rick and Morty voices. Oh, geez, Rick. Oh, geez. Shouldn't do that. No more of that. We had a little Rick and Morty up before the show started, but yeah, that's <laughs> it. It's true. Um, a lot of little news bits to get through today. Yep. But I don't know if we can really say any more on it. It happened. It's weird. Uh, yep. We'll see what happens to Justin Roiland at his trial. He could face up to seven years in jail. Um, and there's also, yeah. like, you know, uh, text logs of him being weirdly flirty with minors floating around. I don't think he's being charged oh, for that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. It's weird. It's All unfortunate. Right. Maybe you don't want that guy around. He also makes Solar Opposites on Hulu, yeah. which I've also watched. It's a cute little show to put on. I don't know what's going to happen with that. He has like a video game studio. He, he's he's a fairly big deal in, in media, and um, yeah, we'll see if uh, the excommunication sticks. Yeah, totally. Uh, I I am curious to see what you know. Disney is usually pretty Disney. quick with covering its its PR bases, and Hulu is owned by Disney. Um, oh, so right. I, I, it's curious that they haven't commented on this yet. And that is the next thing in this story that I would be looking out for is what's going to happen to solar opposites. Um, because obviously, like you said, he made that too, uh, but we'll see. Oh yeah. This is a They've got to cut story. it off then. Like Disney has to claim the moral high ground above adult swim. Don't they? That would just be embarrassing <laughs> if they didn't. <laughs> I mean, I almost kind of want them not to now just because that <laughs> is kind of a hilarious situation for Mickey Mouse to find himself in. But yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would assume there's going to be some kind of announcement from them. <laughs> Remember when Disney kicked out Gina Carano out of The Mandalorian and then she made like some kind of new wave yeah. Western with some far right people and it was watched by literally 850 viewers. That's pretty funny. Yeah, okay. that that or or it brought in something like eight hundred dollars. That that was a whole thing. I don't know if you saw this. She got into it with a Hollywood reporter that, yeah. uh, journalist. Yeah, because he commented on it, just saying, "Imagine you you did that and got kicked off the Mandalorian." And she like went after him and got her fans to go after him. Um, fans. Yep. Yep. Uh, so when Roiland, Disney kicks you out, you stay on, kicked out. Yeah. Yep. The mouse does not make mistakes. <laughs> and if he does, he will rewrite history so the mistakes appear to be successes. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Okay. In other uh, entertainment news going on, yeah, I think you know more yes, about this one than I do. Happy, happier news. Yeah. yeah. Um, Outlander. Um, so the, oh yeah, go ahead. Sorry, so you go yes. ahead. Yes. Uh, it's okay. Uh, so uh, slightly more upbeat news. Outlander uh, stars as long running uh, time travel Ooh, family drama. It was renewed for an eighth and final season. Final um, season. So that's really exciting. This is the final season of Outlander. Uh, not this one that's coming this summer. That's season right. seven. It's going to be very long, like 16 episodes. Very then long. season eight is going to come along after that. And that'll be the end of the show. Um, Dan, you said you never watched Outlander, right? You think you're going to get into it now that you know it's ending? No. No. You know what? I'm just going to say no. Unless I run out of other shows to watch, then I'll pick it up. But there's just so much else. And I don't know, which is a little down on my list. But you watch it. You watch it. I do. So so you can speak to it. How are you feeling? Yes. I I am uh well one I'm glad that it is that it seems like they're trying to move toward an ending because the show's been on quite a while now you yeah, know this is one of like the six few seasons actual com- yeah it's one of the few like big sci-fi fantasy type shows that was an actual competitor to Game of Thrones when it was on because <laughs> they happen to be on at the same time unlike most of these other shows um and yeah I I've really enjoyed Outlander. I think the series as a whole has a habit of falling back on sexual abuse every sure. season. Um, Ooh, so petite. on the one hand, I'm like, thank God no one will be abusing the Frasers anymore. Finally, they deserve it. Um, but the show as a whole, it, it is a wonderful show. And there's a reason it has this huge following that it has. Um, mm-hmm. I hope that that they do the last season well. My biggest kind of point of curiosity is that so diana gabaldon is writing potentially the last yeah, outlander yeah, yeah. book right now so she says it is season she says it is um has she like so lied before that no i i went back to a blog post where she talked about it and she said this will maybe be the last outlander book maybe not uh, i'll probably decide oh, for sure oh, once oh, i'm oh. farther into it um but so the show is quite a ways earlier than that right now. So season seven is going to be covering a little bit of book six that didn't fit into season six because of the pandemic and book seven. So that leaves book eight and nine, which are already published and already out for mm-hmm. season eight to cover, as well as this unfinished 10th book. So the question of how they're going to end the show and how will it end differently is definitely a a big one that I think I have and probably right. a, a lot of other Outlander fans will have. Um, but I hope they find their own ending and that it's good. Um, yeah. And we won't be without too. Outlander. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, we won't be without Outlander as a franchise for too long because stars is also moving forward with a prequel series about Jamie's par- Jamie Frazier's parents. So that is officially greenlit. They are making it. Um, cool, but yeah, um, that, that's what's up in Outlander land. In in Outland your opinion, Lander. as what in in what land? Uh, Scotland, Kiltland. Okay, dokie. Outlander um, land. Yes, Outlander land like that kilt kilt world. Um, in your We're opinion, in America now, Dan. An Outlander. Are there still kilts? Because he's still no, wearing one. No one wears around kilts. The house? They're in the Revolutionary War. They're not wearing kilts. No, <laughs> no he doesn't okay. still wear one around. I mean, maybe he does. Martha or Julie, correct me if uh, if if Ooh, someone question, if they Julie. still wear kilts around the house, but I don't think so. Okay, I'll I have one thing to say and then a question, and then also from the comments because I see you guys with the comments, good comments. Um, <laughs> in response to like Julie and Martha, I don't know what it is. I oh I've got I will try I will try I will do an episode Martha I swear to God I will watch one episode I don't know what it is just whenever I'm looking for new shows and I watch a fair amount of TV Outlander is never one that I'm like gotta try this I don't know it's just it's just something about it 
maybe it's the romance angle, which I like romance. I like love, but I don't know. I never got into it. Um, but I will try one episode. I swear. I swear before everybody. One episode. I'll do the premiere. It can't be that hard. <laughs> um, and then. No. Okay, so probably no not kills. the hardest thing you'll do. <laughs> Only on a holiday, no says kills. Martha. So just a, 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 a Christmas kilt. So, Daniel, in your opinion, like, are the Outlander books like things that you could lift stuff out of? Like, is it possible they can get to the very end? Or did did they need to adapt everything they adapted having watched all the Outlander? Or maybe they should have been skipping sometime? Or or, or is everything like you need Uh, um, to get this in? I think they've gone at the pace they needed to go at. Um, Good pace. Could they have skipped things? Maybe. Uh, but like you have to keep in mind that this show has been running long enough that Diana Gabaldon has written, I think, like two or three books during the run of the show. So yeah, I, I can understand Martin. why they might not want to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how they might not want to like chop and take bits and pieces. And they have shuffled stuff at times to fit like the dramatic flow of the show. Um but like, could they have cut whole books out? It could they not whole probably. books, but like I don't uh, know, like combine something or something. Probably, I mean, they're already they already have done bits of that here and there. But mm-hmm. like, Diana Gabaldon hasn't written the end yet, so and I don't know if she's told them the end. Um, I know most of the Ugh. actors have no idea what the end of the series is, except for. Sam Hugan, who plays Jamie, knows Jamie's at he he said he got it out of her, but I mo- I don't know that she's really t- talked about it with stars. Um, that's just pure conjecture. Uh, so yeah, I I don't think that they should have done anything differently. Like how I mean, minus maybe slightly less sexual abuse because it just becomes uh <laughs> such a running theme. it it kind of falls back on it the way a show like game of thrones falls back on shocker murders uh for outlander their equivalent of that in terms of like plot beats is someone getting sexually abused and that can Super. get tiring after like six seasons um i think it's pronounced I think, like um, i don't sorry go on no, I was just going to say, I don't know what they would have changed, but I'm also not an expert on the books. I've only read a couple of them. Um, I so. do like the book titles. Go tell the bees that I am gone is yeah. a quality like what? Like that that doesn't that does make me want to read it because I like that title. Um, I think it's pronounced yeah. Sam here. Sam here. You're probably right. I knew Hurum. I was saying it wrong. <laughs> Gosh. Um, and finally, Julie asked, do we know when The Wheel of Time is coming out? We know it's coming this year. They are being yeah. stingy, maybe even alarmingly stingy with the release date. Um, I hope that's going to be announced very soon. It's supposed to be out this year. Yeah. I mean, early probably. on, folk were saying like early this year. And that's not. Yep. I'd, I'd, I'd be surprised if that happened. But um, definitely this year. No. I hope nothing's wrong with the show. <laughs> I hope they're still uh, going along. <laughs> We'll get into this year, hopefully sooner rather than later, but we're not sure when yet. Yeah, uh, I think the latest update we have for that is that Rafe Judkins, the showrunner, he did an interview over the holidays. uh, A little bit. Uh, He did an interview over the holidays where he basically shot down the early 2023. He said, don't bank on that. Like, we're, we're still in post-production doing all the special effects and editing um so he said 2023 for sure but not early 2023 so think summer or show. fall probably yeah me I'm too ready for that show um, i'm excited for that that should be cool you know it's interesting that you asked about outlander combining books and and i don't know what the good answer for that might be but the wheel Nor of time I. is going to do that uh, yes, so are. there's an instance of a series where they could look and say, we need to combine books. Uh, this just won't work if we do it one one book per season. Hey, those books I've read, season... you can do it. Yeah. It should be fine. You can do it. Yeah, totally. Like season two is combining books two and three. And as far as I'm concerned, that makes total it. sense. I could see it. I could yep. see it. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, we we have a ballpark idea. Um, seems to be taking for ever says julie i guess it's been a minute 
um, it'll, you know, two years is becoming the new normal for a lot of these big shows. And that is basically what Wheel of Time will have had. Um, yeah. Because they we, went in, on in fall of 2021. In, until we replace special effect technicians with AI, this is going to keep happening. So get on that, robots. Anyway, um, uh, we also have the Oscar nominations came out. Yay, the Oscars. Which, yeah. uh, as far as these nonsense award <laughs> shows go, is one of the uh, more prestigious ones. And okay, this weekend, I have to get around to sure. watching everything everywhere all at once because I somehow missed it. And now it has 11 really nominations, which is the most of any movie, which is cool. It always looked good. I remember yeah. the, the, we were in a hotel once like, all oh, right, we're going to watch it now. And they didn't have it. And I'm like, OK, great um michelle yo <laughs> salad fingers um 11 nominations best yeah. picture best actress from michelle yo uh best supporting i think it had like every acting category except best supporting actress no i had that twice best um actor i don't think was in there a lot of nominations good yeah. for it that it's makes cool sense. that there's like a sci-fi movie that's not part of a giant franchise getting so much love i wonder if yeah. it'll win how and did an you indie like it? movie like did you i love did it. you think it was I, like i think it's a like it deserves Oscars. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I did feel that way about it. Um, it, of all the movies I've seen this year, that was probably one that I left the theater and thought about the most. Um, nice. I think it's just a wildly creative movie that is just all around solid. It's super wacky and, and out there and really kind of imagines just how ridiculous a multiverse type story could mm-hmm. get which is kind of funny because that's been like marvel's shtick this year i know it's all kind of beat everything game they're like it, it is but it's like that's not what they set out to do they're just telling this really compelling story about this family um michelle yo's her character's family and her specifically um and it happens to be a multiverse story so i thought it was wonderful jamie lee curtis is in it she was great as well oh, right um yeah, she's yeah and um i can't remember the actor's name but short the actor round played, from indiana um, jones short round and in, in, in indiana jones this was his like comeback he hadn't acted in like 20 years he's up for an oscar he Best got an actor. this role yeah kehui kwan um which i'm probably saying his name wrong as well apologies everyone whose names i'm saying Racist. wrong but yeah, so I think this it was a, a really wonderful movie. Um, you should totally watch it if you haven't. I know you probably would enjoy it. It's up my alley. I, I, uh, this weekend is my plan. I'm going to watch this weekend. I just, I just somehow I never never got around to it. And I really really have to. Um, as if you're wondering, yeah. best picture nominee is just you know the big one. Uh, I think everywhere all, all at once, all quiet on the Western Front, Avatar: The Way of Water snuck okay. in there. The blue people all right. are on there. Take the that, Cody. Sharon, which, by the way, is the, the best movie that I've seen this year, I think. My favorite was The Benjamin Vinny Sharon. Ooh, really, 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 really good. That's what that I great. need to watch. We can switch. So that one deserves I'll watch to be all at once. You watch The Benjamin. I think it's on HBO Max. Um, Elvis. Yeah. I'll watch probably it. Not, I don't know about Elvis. The Fablements. I saw that one. That was pretty good. Tar with Kate okay. Blanchett. With Julie said, go okay. Kate Blanchett. I agree. She will win Best Actress. She definitely will. She's up for that. There's no way they're not giving. She was great in that. Um, I, I don't think Tar won Best Picture, though. Kate Blanchett. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Top Gun Maverick, which was one of the bigger... That and Avatar 2 are like okay. the blockbusters of the year. Triangle of Sadness yeah. and Women Talking, neither of which I know much about. Um, but yeah. Same. Really cool. I I hope Everything Everywhere or The Bench of Venus Sharon wins, just based on what I've heard and know about them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What else happened in Same. here? Do you have any feelings about... The Way of Water, which is your personal personal favorite movie of all time, getting nominated for Best Picture, but James Cameron getting shot out of Best Director, no Best Director, not for James Cameron. Um, I think uh, it deserves the the nom for Best Picture for like you know if we're looking at the Oscars as like honoring filmmaking, I think the craft that went into making something like Avatar: The Way of Water needs to get recognized. Uh, so yeah, it should be up there. Uh, James Cameron, uh, I'm I'm like surprised and not surprised. I haven't looked at the list to see who else is up there. This is an instance where I'm like, he got snubbed. That sucks. 
uh at the it, it's a little baffling to me because like just he James Cameron is not a replaceable director on a movie like that, if that makes sense. Like, like no one could do the job James Cameron is doing on that movie without an insane amount of, like... Yes. I don't want to say schooling, but, like, getting acclimated to this very specific technology he's developed for years and years and years. Um, so it's a little surprising, but also not... The Oscars are not typically all about the big you know, tentpole movies. So it's not that surprising. What do you, did you expect to see him there? I, he should be in there over a couple of people. Like I saw the way of water and I saw tar and tar was pretty good. Um, I don't know if it was best director. Good. And, uh, James Cameron should, should have been on there over the tar guy. I, I think that, yeah, Yeah, that's over the tar guy. Because you're right. I mean, like it's it, it's so even if the yeah. movie is you know a, a, an an exercise at least partially in Hollywood blockbusterism, and you yeah. know it it it, it kind of is what it is. He he, I think you should acknowledge the advancement of technology and the innovation and the commitment to bigness that he really showed and the technical mastery that he displayed. Um, over yeah. Tar, which is basically. Same an excuse to let Kate Blanchett give a fantastic performance. I have mixed with that movie. Um, Tar is okay. Kate Blanchett acts good. The movie, like the actual movie itself is like, <laughs> it's pretty okay. good. Kate Blanchett's great. Yeah. I mean, you kind of sold me with that description, but yeah, based on that description alone. Yeah. Obviously I think we both feel James Cameron should have at least been acknowledged um because mm-hmm. yeah i think the, so there's no other movie like on from the technical side that no, sta- that is comparable close. to way of water this year um so yeah so that is what about, it is um, uh but it's also funny that uh everything everywhere all at once gets all these nominations and it's like a multiverse film mm-hmm. but <laughs> marvel got almost nothing who are currently in the yeah. multiverse saga outside of Wakanda Forever, which got some technical stuff and best supporting actress for Angela Bassett. Everything else about that? Uh, yeah, I'm really glad. If Black Panther Wakanda Forever was going to get any nom, it should have been for Angela Bassett. So I'm glad that she got the nom for that because she really turned in a, a really amazing performance in that movie. Um, I'm not surprised by this at all. Uh, the, I, who was it that asked? Uh, Julie said, I don't understand the Oscar nomination process at all. Yeah, join the club. Me neither, Julie. Um, <laughs> but it's, you know, this is the norm. Like, Marvel didn't, they didn't used to get any nominations at all, if I remember right, until Black Panther. So it's almost kind of funny because Black Panther, Wakanda Forever getting five nods. Um, I think that's deserved i it, like in terms of the marvel movies i think black panther wakanda forever was a much more poignant thoughtful movie than most marvel movies sure. uh, as let's re most recent marvel movies for sure Ooh. um so it deserves that wreck but on the other side black panther is the only marvel movie that i think won oscars in the past so there's a little bit of of me wondering is this just oscar people saying hey black panther 2 i know that one because it's been nominated before let's put that on the list like does that make sense what what i'm saying like there's always a certain amount of how in depth are they really going with some of these and marvel's the perfect example of that because yeah Black Panther I mean, deserves the nod, but it's also the only ones that have really gotten them that I know of. I mean, like Julie is, is, is saying, it seems like they just kind of put their favorites are and whoever they are. Yeah. I, what I understand, the Oscars yeah. are nominated by there are like Oscar um, kind of ballot holders. And they are people who have been in the industry either because they're actors, they're producers, they're directors, they're writers. And some of them, some of them are like having the industry for a long time, but once you get in, you get in. It's, it's, it, it is strange. And they have their patterns. Like I would have put up Endgame for best picture. I think it deserved that, but, um, and maybe it was honestly, I'm not yeah. sure. I don't remember, but um, I agree with I, Oscar. I, voters yeah, I'm have looking right the now. Narratives they Apparently follow. they've gotten, was it? 
Yeah. Was Anime, uh, I was, was just going to say, apparently they have gotten more nominations in the... Let me yeah. see. Um, they so it has been nominated, but I'm trying to see if it was nominated for Best Picture. It looks like they've gotten a lot of stuff for like action design, uh, sound editing. Um, Black Panther was the first one to win an Academy Award. Um, Endgame wasn't up for Best Picture, but Parasite won, which it should because Parasite rocked. Um, but yeah, whatever. I mean, they weren't going to get yeah. in. It's fine. Oscars. Yep. They're in March. They'll be nice. Um, And then we'll move on to the next yeah. thing. We'll I'm glad Black Panther's at least on the ballot. Yeah. yeah. And hi there, oh, Nicole, God. in the chat. Welcome. Glad March you could make 12th. it. And any other things we have to say about the Oscars? We really, really need to get it off our chests. This award show. Do we? Um, else we're no. on? <laughs> cool. I, I don't have like Oscar. I don't have Oscar beef. I, I'm just Oscar very happy beef. to see everywhere, everything everywhere all at once. That's really fun. That's cool. Cleaning up in the nominations because it was a very wacky movie. So for it to get the level of staying power that it's had is I feel like it's kind of a testament to people nice. want good movies. <laughs> which it came out a while refreshing. ago too which is impressive often like over the, the summers like it's like a recency bias and like the things that came out during the yes. window when the voters were watching stuff is what they nominate but um yeah it, it's great that that thing had the staying power to get um popular even all these months later and yeah if you yeah watch the bench even a sheeran i will watch everything ever all at once i'll watch it anyway but i think we should switch anyway deal um, deal i'm down okay. for that speaking we'll of about watching it next stuff Julie likes the fashion. The fashion is fun to see what they all wear out there. With yeah. uh, Mia, we used to do an occasional um, like uh, fashion walk and do a little fashion photo police thing where we talked about the Game of Thrones. Oh, nice. They were wearing. Maybe we'll do it again. We'll see. Um, anyway, think of what we're watching. <laughs> Danielle, you watched anything? People out there, you watched anything? What are you watching? Um, I mean, the main thing that I've been watching is The Last of Us, uh, which is, you know, HBO's new big... Like genre show it's a zombie show but it's more than just a zombie show because it's really about the relationships these people have in this apocalyptic waste and how love mm-hmm. can cause you to do amazing things conquering all and also really terrible things uh mm-hmm. so yeah it's been fantastic and you have been watching too so oh, yeah. you have anything um, you want to say about the last of us so far it's great uh the second episode i like more than the first um yeah, I think the clicker zombies are really cool. I yeah. think, you know what? And an, an interesting point. We all heard about how much money they were spending on the show. And part of me was like, isn't the appeal of like a post-apocalyptic show that you can just shoot in like an open field and say the world has fallen and I have to spend a lot. <laughs> but they because like The Walking Dead was like kind of famously on the cheap side for how big of a show it was. Yeah. Because all they did was like build one set and never leave. It's a little um, community, but they really, I, I, I like the moments of visual splendor they're bringing that when they're like walking through the ruined Boston, there are those two skyscrapers that are like falling yeah. into each other. It was so cool. And it looked, it really did look yeah. like dilapidated in an epic sort of way. It brings a scale yeah. that um, I'm not sure this kind of drama I was fully expecting from. And I mean, I like when you're yeah. basically parroting the log line back there. It's more than a zombie show. It's about relationships and love, <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> which is true. Um, so, I mean, the second episode was just a good, a nice pitch kind of thriller. The things I remember most yes. from it are going to be that are going to be the splendor are going to be like the buildings and that gross zombie kiss towards the end. I also really like that yeah. cold open. Um that was effectively cold open was great where the yeah. scientist, scientist in jakarta is just like what should we do bomb the hell out of us do it now don't yeah. wait i was like "Ooh, that's good girl yeah, yeah. it's great and so far, P.S. Really take good. me home so i can be with my family when you do mm-hmm. it oh <laughs> yeah i loved i loved that opening um man that was so good uh and the skyscrapers like you said with the visual splendor it it is interesting because The Last of Us, uh, I saw Nicole saying The Walking Dead was always in a forest, which is true. They always had, you know, a lot of those smaller sets or 
they were in the woods or they were at Herschel's farmhouse, which was just a farmhouse in the woods. Um, the Last of Us will get to parts like that, I think. If it sticks kind of close to the game, there will be stretches where they're just like off in the woods. Um, but we needed this. You can kind make of the woods Boston. look great. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, Some money in the woods. But I think we needed this to see, you know, seeing Boston and seeing that Boston got bombed uh, and oh, now it's yeah, just it this neat. ruined wasteland you have to climb through. That ties it back to that cold open in a really effective way because she's telling mm-hmm. them start bombing. And now we see what that effect was on another city. Um, the skyscrapers. I love that touch. That's a really iconic spot from the game is mm-hmm. you are walking through ruined Boston and you see those skyscrapers. Um yeah, I loved the second episode. The clicker attack was probably my favorite part of it. Um, and just the fact that those clickers were all practical effects. Like, uh, the inside the episode Suck for this, George uh, Lucas. you guys yeah. watching? Yeah, if you haven't seen... I mean, George Lucas used practical effects sometimes. I mean, for his creatures. Uh, but yeah, so this... I thought the clickers looked fantastic. I thought they nailed it. Um, it's the same voice actors from the game who are doing the voices for the clickers in the show. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just, I don't know. It, you can just feel the love coming off of this thing. It's like yeah. it is a passion project for who are making it. They clearly it definitely care definitely feels, yeah, lived in and handcrafted in a really loving way. Um, as Nicole says, I agree with that, that uh, blah, 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 blah. That they felt the Chernobyl presence in that in that opening, yeah. C- Craig Mazin, who made Chernobyl, yeah. makes the show, and, and you can feel like his preoccupation with um the like kind of the 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 tragedy of human error, which is is really is really cool. Yeah. It, it does kind of give it a a, a a like a pull that junks you in. The characters are good, yep. Um, but I feel like they're really gonna uh blossom in future episodes right now i'm just really I'm oh really, sure I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm i'm on for the ride i really am Let's yeah see uh Robert harris not only the look of the clickers but the movements oh they're so cool yes and yeah, no one is not a fan they cut huge. going in the skyscraper daniel you played the game did they yeah. cut that i did i did i've been doing a uh game versus show weekly recap on winters yeah, you if you want to check I it out no one uh, yes, they did cut them going in the skyscraper. That is where they see the clickers the first time. The biggest difference is that in the game, they're still being chased by soldiers. The soldiers come when when Joel and Tess murder people to keep them from, from shooting Ellie, basically. Um, and, the, and they chase them through the ruins. So that is a cool scene. I can understand why they cut that because, sure. you know, they've just got this one episode to explore the ruins of Boston and they have to cover that whole section. Um, so they kind of rearranged. They took the first meeting with the clickers and they put it in the museum, which is where Tess gets bit sure. in the game also. So they kind of combined those two parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it makes sense, but I, I hear you though. Like, you know, there are always going to be those things where it's like, I wish this thing I loved from the game made it, but uh, yeah, I, I think they're doing a great job so far. And the, what Robert Harris said, the clicker movements. So they specifically hired some actors who they said were huge longtime fans of the games who got, who understood how the clickers should move. Um, so again, that's just another layer of like they're the love is here on this thing. Cause yeah, they, they moved, the you know, if you haven't played the games, you now understand how scary the clickers are. They are exactly like they were in the show. Very nice. Okay. Um, in other stuff for watch, and I have to mention this because I'm really liking it. Mm-hmm. I got Apple TV Plus because oh. um, I wanted Ooh. to. I wanted to watch for all mankind, which I started like months and months ago, and kind of dropped because then I, I dropped Apple TV Plus. Daniel, mm-hmm. that show is so good. That show is so good. Yes, for all mankind is this cool. alternate history show on, on Apple TV Plus, kind of like um, focusing on the space race of the '60s, like what if things yeah. went a little differently and uh, it's a period drama and there's that light sci-fi element of like it's alternate history but really they don't dwell on that kind of incidental it really is about mm-hmm. these characters who are trying to explore space in the early days and i, and I think like it, it goes forward in time since then 
but they're all just drawn so well and the drama is so good and it locates itself so kind of just kind of comfortably in this space and time and like everybody and i want to see what happens next they got a great sense of momentum yeah. going the show is really really good I can't, I can't wait to watch more of that so cool. just, i'm probably at the first season gonna do more this soon just want to give a plug for that um and that's i will exciting. definitely that's watch been... it all up by the time they get season four finally i'll be caught up so i can finally review the thing cool yeah that's one we've talked you know back and forth a bit about like oh, i wish i wish one of us watched this show yeah, it seems like that nice. show is probably pretty good so that's cool that you got into it and that it's actually good um and yeah nicole's saying start severance so consider that while you're there too in that apple that's tv next. plus it's gonna be for all mankind and then severance for me nice are you gonna watch and did you watch when it was on uh foundation that's another one i've been curious about but haven't i watched tried. Like, the first two episodes and i was like Nope. <laughs> have you read the book? I ha- I have not. I-, I know I need to at some point, but okay. Um, yeah, that one. That one. It, it didn't quite hit uh, with a lot of the book fans, but they're they're doing a second season this year, so we'll see how that goes. Um, I'll plug one that I've been watching a little bit this week. I I kind of hopped in. Uh, my partner was watching it and then I just lurked in the background until I was enjoying it enough that I needed to keep going. Um, also, yay, yay, Scruffy in the background. I see him hanging out. He's not. Uh, and that is so only murders in the building, which is not sci-fi fantasy at all. Uh, but it is a, a murder mystery comedy on Hulu with Martin Short, uh, Selena Gomez and um, blanking on his name, Steve something. Steve something whose name Steve I can't Martin? remember from Steve Martin. Yes. Steve Martin, man. Come on. There's respect. Steve Martin. Yeah. Steve Martin. Martin short. The, got it. Got a time together with the Martins. You remember um, Selena Gomez. But yeah. Not Steve so that's Martin. Okay. Sorry. Go on. I did. I, it's because I put her in the middle. That's why I blanked. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. And that show has been a lot of fun. I, I've been enjoying it. And, and Martin uh, Martin short is hilarious. Um, ooh, Nicole says she's been hanging on to Mayfair, which is by a thin thread. Love the genre, but I hear it's, it's super rough. confusing. Um, yeah, that's what our, our person who's been reviewing it. Our colleague Maddie has not been loving the Mayfair, Witches either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's too bad. You know, this is kind of the, the second swing at the immortal universe that AMC has going on for the Anne Rice stuff. So Seems like they nailed it with interview and maybe didn't quite nail it with Mayfair witches. Um, yeah. Got great. Hey there, Muhammad. Thank, thanks for telling everyone to hit the likes and get yes. that subscribe button too. I agree, Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. Hit those likes. Subscribe to our newsletter. Um, anything else you're watching, Daniel? And anything else any of you are watching out there you want to plug or just talk about? Um, The only other thing I will briefly plug is not something I'm watching, but something I'm reading, which is that I started a book called Tress of the Emerald Sea, which is the first of Brandon (laughs) Sanderson's Kickstarter books um, from his his record shattering Kickstarter last year. I did not support the Kickstarter. I missed it. But the ebook is out now for Tress of the Emerald Sea, and it is very, very whimsical. It's like a princess bride type book. Uh as if it were narrated by like basically the mis- the trickster character of Sanderson's universe. So it's very, very light, like, like popcorn reading. So that's been nice. Cool. Um, yeah, and yeah, Nicole, I completely, that, I completely agree, Nicole, that the, the, the interview with the vampire was really good. And just, the, they just got greedy, I guess, because the other one is not as good. And Camilla says that Mighty Nine, that got by Amazon, that's another campaign by the Critical Role guys who already have one animated D&D show on. That's I kind of just like just live stream my hobbies and then get a TV deal out of it. That is people are cleaning up. Yeah. Forever. As Mohammed said, green team forever because Allison is hot and she will live. Hey, spoiler, 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 <laughs> spoiler. And um, I think <laughs> One of my next book uh, things will be a Sanderson book because, yeah, yeah, it's time to dive into him. I think I'm almost done with um, 
with a time of contempt. And then I want to read okay. the, um, the three body problem. And then I'll read a Sanderson book. Oh, nice. I almost picked up the three body problem the other day. Um, I, I am excited to get into that series. I'm going to read that at some point this year too. Um, no one's asking, how would you think they would adapt the Stormlight Archive? Which, if you want to read Brandon Sanderson, so you kind of have two big options for getting into it, or or three. There's Elantris, which was his first book in this interconnected universe. It's a standalone. There's The Way of Kings, which is one of the best books in this universe. That is a big old chonker of a fantasy book. Um, That's the Stormlight Archive, which I'll talk about. And then there's Mistborn, which is a finished little trilogy and he's got another sequence after it those are great too um the stormlight archive i don't know man or or lady or whoever you are no one uh i don't know no Mm. one uh i think i've seen a lot of people say anime would maybe be the way to go for the stormlight archive and i i kind of feel like that might be right it's really hard to imagine how even a regular television show could do justice to how complicated the stormlight archive is because it's basically like for those of you who haven't read these books they're huge fantasy books and they kind of have like short stories inserted into them as interludes um and they weave together multiple characters and the world building is super dense um so yeah i i think maybe animated but that's just me off the cuff i'd love a live action one i just they needed someone who really, really was committed to doing it well. The fantasy window, I feel like, is starting to close. So if Amazon wants to spend the money on it, uh, now's the time. Anyway, Daniel. There is a weird to... feeling of that bubble mm-hmm. almost feeling like it's bursting a little bit, right? Because a lot of these you know, big studios and companies, it seems like they're all taking cost-cutting measures now. They're all plan- you know, planning in case there's a recession. And it's kind of the opposite mentality of when they were all green lighting these things willy-nilly mm-hmm. in the past few years oh, yeah um, you mean netflix I wonder, can't just I, green light 899 spend millions of dollars on it make a mediocre product and yeah. cast it one season not take any hits yeah like that's not the sustainable shade, the shade from that netflix ceo or or exec who was like we've never canceled a successful show it's like it's true <laughs> technically yeah according to spreadsheets it's true um i (laughs) would hate to be anyone who loved or worked on any of those shows though i mean you you didn't say they never canceled a good show never canceled a successful show they can still be good and successful that's true um yes i mean i i guess we'll we'll get to lightning around in just a second the thing with that is like Okay, I kind of agree with them because, like, I'm sure they weren't performing at the level they needed to to justify yeah. their cost. But, I mean, isn't that kind of on you? Why are you greenlighting these things in the first place? Like, you, you can be a little choosier. You don't need to greenlight everything that comes by you. Like, they're, yeah. they're still kind of that company that says yes to everything. It's just now they're also the company that cancels everything. But they never stop, yeah. like, just greenlighting whatever that came across their desks. I think they got to like reevaluate over yeah. there a little bit. And I think your points, um, I can't remember if you said this in your write-up about this Netflix cancellation statement or what, um, but some shows need time to find their audience. That's and true. And that's not even... It's not even saying like, give it a bunch of seasons and give it a chance. Like something like 1899 has been out for like three months. Like I haven't watched it yet. I was planning on it. Um, it's like Cowboy it Bebop, even though I know a lot of people didn't like that one. It's another example of a show they canceled so fast that yeah. it kind of makes me wonder, like, did you really give this like a full chance to find an audience? Because you canceled it like three weeks after it came out. That's so fast. But yeah, but at the same so, time, it's Net- like Netflix is doing its thing. But it's like, yes, shows need time to find their audiences, but that was something that was a lot easier to say back in the 90s when the shows we're talking about are like Seinfeld, which is basically four actors in a room <laughs> that's persistent sure. versus like, okay, maybe it'll become a hit, but do you want to spend the extra $100 million it takes to find out? 
I don't. It, that's a harder sell, I think. Okay, we're at the end here. I know we got to wrap we it up. So let's so let's go on to the lightning round. And sorry for the the free spoke. It's a tradition here. All that's right, true. let's do the lightning round. I didn't organize these as per usual, so I'll just go ahead Great. and ask. No, no, no. You ask me this one first. Let me ask. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, so Megan 2.0 is coming. The sequel to Megan. Uh, yes. What do we need to know? Megan, the popular horror film about a little doll robot that surprise, surprise, ends up killing people. Yeah, of course it is. Um, this has like horror franchise <laughs> written all over it. Um, yeah, yeah it you does. can like, like Megan 2.0 where there's like now there's two little Megan dolls who makes them. I don't know. Fun. The first one was a nice little original hit. I'm 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 not surprised in the sequel, and I think it'll be fun if it's a sequel. Good for it. All yeah. right, Daniel. You I'm know about got a this. Sequel. Megan Slay says no one. I agree. Okay, Daniel. <clears throat> George R. R. Yes. Martin's novel Hunter's Run is being made into a movie. What's that about? Yes. This book. Um it is about a downtrodden ah, guy on the run. Uh his name is Ramon Espejo. He's on a frontier planet and he has to go into hiding and he encounters an alien civilization that is hiding in the woods. Um, and then it's a thriller chase from there. And I will say nothing more because this is one where the less you know going into it, the better. Uh, co-written with Daniel Abraham, who also oh. wrote The Expanse. Really, really great book. Real cool. Becoming a movie. Uh so speaking of movies and science fiction, Zack uh -huh. Snyder's Rebel Moon, uh, which is basically Zack Snyder's take on a Star Wars type story, mm -hmm. that is going to come out in two parts on Netflix. Uh, the first one this December, second, we don't know. Um, what yeah, do you think of uh, that? Zack Snyder of Zack Snyder's Justice League director's cut is making a new Star Wars adjacent movie, although not Star Wars, not TM, like just a space movie about um, space or <laughs> whatever. Um, two parts because Netflix and it's doing that thing where Netflix wants like cinematic universe mm -hmm. out the gate because it, it said it like we want this to be spinoffs. Mm -hmm. I I always I never like that, but whatever, Jack Snyder, go 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 yep. go feel yourself. Okay, um, just look at The Witcher. It doesn't work, Netflix. It doesn't work. All right, um, Daniel. In yes, you know, uh, in I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the next one because I think that because I can do this S one because I watch the show. Um, Swift Amelia Clark around. Amelia Clark can't bring herself to watch House of the Dragon. Why not? Yep, yep. She can't do it. She said it's just too weird. Uh, people keep asking her. And for her, the analogy she used that I love is it's kind of like, like it, being yeah. invited to a school reunion that's not your class. <laughs> it's and, pretty funny. And yeah. Wouldn't that feel a little weird? And it's like, you know what? When you put it in those terms, yeah, I get it. I totally you got it. don't yeah. watch it if you don't want to, Amelia. Mm. Like, yeah very legit Made sense to me <laughs> yep yep that was the the perfect analogy um okay so uh i'm gonna ask you this one about yes. invincible uh the subversive animated superhero show on amazon prime video they they are uh when will it be subversive to just be a regular superhero show again maybe in 2025 uh but mm. invincible season two is coming out in late 2023 more or less uh what are your thoughts cool um I, I said before i really really liked that show i thought it was really good really cool yeah. and again it, it it's subversive but it's also pretty straightforward and kind of earnest so it had a, a cool okay. bouncing thing going and i'd love to see more i thought the first cool. season was great uh same team robert kirkman walking dead's gone Vincible's back uh I'm, I'm all for it i'll watch it okay yeah, Next I, may, I need to watch that one at some point. Okay, uh, Daniel. Avatar, The Way yes. of Water, becomes the sixth film in history to make over $2 billion Ooh. at the box office. Yeah, and no one should be surprised. If you're surprised Probably about not, this, though. I don't know what to tell you, aside from maybe, I don't know, try to look more realistically at the world. Of course this was going to happen. <laughs> um Avatar is the most successful movie in history and the sequel has done pretty well. James Cameron has now directed three of the top five highest grossing films. So, And Zoe Good Zaldana stuff. has been in four of the top six highest grossing films. Do you realize that? That's amazing. The what two a Avatars and then Endgame and Infinity War. Top six or something, all what? of them. That's bragging rights. 
It is. Nice. She's probably too cool to be bragging about it, but it's bragging. And no right? one's it's, right. It we'll probably will her. be fifth, probably maybe fourth by the time this is over. Um. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think so I'll, too. Okay, I'm just gonna throw this one to you. Oh no, wait. You, you're next. Go ahead. Yes. Uh, Peacock canceled its Vampire Academy show, and I'm gonna add this on here. And it canceled it late in the day on a Friday, hoping no one would notice. <laughs> but you noticed. Tell us That's about it. That's a technique that studios use sometimes when they're canceling shows or just any kind of bad news. Just do it Friday at 8 p.m. Um, so it doesn't get reported. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't say I care that much. Uh, I'm just I, I'm just like the supernatural YA vibe is not for me. I didn't watch it. So apparently no one yeah. else did either. So bye, Vampire Academy. <laughs> See ya. What a burn. And uh, yeah. finally, not sure if you know about this one, but. So George R. R. Yeah. Martin, a song of fire author, has started High Garden Entertainment, which essentially, from what I can tell, is a Patreon to support his yes. bookstore, Beastly Books, and his Santa Fe movie theater, the John Cocteau Cinema. Yeah, so uh, High Garden Entertainment, that is what I gleaned from reading that. It's on his blog if you want to check this out. It is a Patreon um, and it is specifically so that um, you can get behind the scenes for some of what he's doing, some of what's happening at the bookstore or the the cinema, like you said. Um, so especially if you're like in the Santa Fe area, I think this sure. is pretty cool. Um, but it's also, like you said, monetizing his life and interests yet further. Well, so like monetizing businesses that are supposed to make money on their own like a bookstore and a theater i I don't know it's a little weird to me (laughs) but um that's it's it's not like a youtuber who can't really make money off it because the youtube algorithm gives you like three cents per hundred thousand views okay a patreon then i do wonder okay i see it yeah i don't know i i have this it's 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 a little odd that's where we are yeah i have the same thought process That's our show for Wednesday, January 25th. But don't worry, we'll be back next week. Next um, Wednesday. Next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time or 3 p.m. Yes. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Mountain Time, noon California Time. And we're back then. Talk more about, <laughs> you know, TV, movies, and other times as well around the world. God bless our international listeners. You know, sci-fi, fantasy, books, yeah. and all that good stuff. Uh, we're also available in podcast form wherever podcasts are available, be it Google Play, iTunes, or elsewhere. We are not on Patreon, but we do like free money. Till next time, bye. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.